Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's President and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary from CareNet can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download eBooks, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. Now let's listen in on what Roland and Vince have for us this week on CareCast. So Roland, uh, happy summer. Happy summer to you also. Yeah, here we are in the friendly confines of our recording studio, not feeling, I think it's going to be 98 degrees out That's today. right, but it's so, cool in here. It is cool. It's Cool it, as a cucumber <laughs> that's a, in here. You took the words right out of my mouth, <laughs> which is a good song by Meatloaf, if you haven't heard it. <laughs> Who is not as cool as a cucumber. <laughs> no, no. Not no. being Meatloaf, you got to be hot. Right, uh, if, yeah, of course. Yeah, cold um, Meatloaf is never good. That, yeah, no, I, uh, I and I do actually like meatloaf both the singer and the uh and the food so gotcha and you never get those two confused no so Roland, actually going turning to a more serious note and i guess a somewhat hopeful note but with a lot of caution i think attached to it we just heard in may that the supreme court has agreed to take up the case of a 2018 mississippi law that would have banned abortions at, after 15 weeks in the state of mississippi the lower courts ruled this law to be unconstitutional and now the supreme court has agreed to take up this case and it is being looked at as one of the best hopes, I suppose, for potentially overturning mm-hmm. and or weakening Roe versus Wade, probably since the 1992 Casey decision. Right. Okay. Um, so it's been, you know, about 20 years since we've had a decision that could have a significant impact on Roe versus right, Wade. Right. And so there's a lot of, I, I suppose, hopefulness in the pro-life movement that maybe this is an opportunity to do that. But for anyone who's listened to our podcast and has yeah. read a lot of stuff from CareNet, You know, we always sort of ask the same question whenever something like this comes up, when a legal victory is potentially on the horizon. We say, are we prepared to win? Yeah. So why don't you talk about that, Ron? Yeah, I think it's important. And I think that uh, certainly from a legislative perspective, we should be advocating for, you know, overturning Roe v. Wade and uh, certainly restricting it in any way we possibly can. And, And that's a fight that's an important fight that we need to be in. So overturning, you know, Roe v. Wade will not overturn sex outside of marriage, will not, you know, eliminate unplanned pregnancies. And so uh, the question becomes, okay, really, are we prepared to win? I mean, what what should happen here? You know, there's roughly, you know, a million abortions a year. I know the numbers have gone down recently, but, you know, there are a lot of big states that don't report. So Mm -hmm. it's probably closer to that number. And and so those women who would have had abortions now, then, okay, they're going to, I mean, what's the strategy here? I mean, is Mm -hmm. it really to build you know, a sea of single mother homes as far as the eye can see. And my view would be, well, you know, of course, making that life decision is absolutely God honoring and it's a good thing. Don't get me wrong. But the reality is that I don't think that that's really what God wants for mothers and for kids. Right. Um, as one who grew up in a single mother home, I know how difficult uh, that is for mothers and for children. And so we've got to have a comprehensive strategy uh, to meet folks with compassion, hope and help who are facing pregnancy decisions primarily through the church. And so we, and that's really a big part of our, our kind of pro-abundant life uh, perspective, really kind of this whole notion of God's design for family and, and really trying to make sure that we're coming alongside people facing pregnancy decisions uh, to help them relink fatherhood, motherhood, sex, and marriage, and God's design for those things. And uh, as much as possible, help, help try to build strong, godly families. So we need to be working on that. And, and here's the thing. Even if Roe v. Wade is not overturned, even if this, uh, the Supreme Court rules against uh, this Mississippi law, the reality is this is exactly what we should be doing anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, yeah. and that's the point. So yeah. because, you know, there are things that are legal but unthinkable. It's mm-hmm. a smaller list than it probably was 40 years ago. <laughs> right, <laughs> right? Yeah, Or true. maybe 40 days ago. Right, but, right. But there are things that are legal but unthinkable. Yeah. 
And the reality is that even if Roe v. Wade is never overturned, it can still be unthinkable. In fact, we that's proved every single time, you know, a woman uh, comes to a, a CareNet pregnancy center. We've got 1,190, I think, mm-hmm. uh, affiliates across the country now because the number just keeps growing fantastically. Yeah. Uh, every time that that, uh, that a woman makes a decision to bring her child into the world, she's actually proving that point. Mm-hmm. Abortion was perfectly legal for her, but it was unthinkable. Right. And I think as a result, that's one of the reasons why we're so excited about the work that we do here. Mm-hmm. And, and we're encouraged despite, you know, uh, you know, legislative setbacks, because we realize that there's a power that we have mm-hmm. to come alongside someone and to help them by offering them compassion, hope, help and discipleship to see that even though abortion is legal, that's unthinkable in their mind. And that's a power that no one can take from us in the White, whether it's the White House, the Congress, the Supreme Court, the State House, wherever, the culture, uh, abortion providers, no one can take away our ability to come alongside someone, meet them at their point of need and help them to make a decision for life. And so it's an important thing for us. Yeah, 100 percent. And that's obviously so important, Rollin. And and you know, one of the things that, you know, we, of, we often talk about here is that so many abortions happen simply because women don't necessarily know about or feel that there are places for them to yeah. turn to that are going to be a compassionate alternative to the abortion clinic, right? And so, as you said, regardless of what the law says, if we can have more of these points of compassion around the country in churches and pregnancy centers, wherever, right, then it's just going to reduce the you know, sort of anxiety, I suppose, yeah. that a woman feels that there's just no help out there for me. And my only choice is to have an abortion. Yeah, right? you know, ab- absolutely. And that's really a big part of our Making Life Disciples ministry, which is really designed to equip churches and small groups in churches to come alongside folks who are making pregnancy decisions to offer them compassion, hope and help. Mm-hmm. And the reasons why women have abortions and the reason why men support it. She may not have a place to live. You know, maybe right. she chooses life and, you know, where she's staying, her parents say, look, you're not going to stay here anymore. You got a room. Can you help? Mm-hmm. You know, the guy's running away from it, encouraging abortion because he doesn't want to be a father. Grew up without a dad. Has, doesn't have a clue. Terrified he'll be the kind of father that, that he had, mm-hmm. if you will. Right. Um, you've been a father for years. Couldn't come alongside that guy. Mm-hmm. They've been living together for a long time and, and have don't even have a sense of what a good marriage looks like, a good godly marriage looks like. You've been married a long time. Will you come alongside this couple? Mm-hmm. You know, as you start to... As you start to put the life support around these things, and that's what we say around here, that life decisions need life support. Mm-hmm. As, as, as the body of Christ and people within the body of Christ start to put the life support around folks, it makes abortion, although it's legal, become unthinkable. Yeah. And, you know, and there's another point here that's, that's worth noting, too. You know, I've listened to you know, several politicians when kind of, uh, uh, the question is posed to them. I've seen some folks in the press, courageous folks in the press, ask the question. Even of the president, uh, at least the president's advisors, you know, is you know, is is a a fifteen year old a fifteen year old excuse me a fifteen week. Uh, week old fetus is is that a person is it a life? And there's been a reluctance to, to answer that question. And I always think that's kind of interesting because you know a lot of times people will use the uncertainty about what's happening in the womb as a justification for abortion. Mm-hmm. In other words, since we don't know, then 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 therefore I can be pro-choice, right? Right. But actually it's the opposite. Right. The right. uncertainty should actually lead you to a pro-life right. position. And the more cautious and a more position. cautious position. Right. And the analogy I always use with folks is that, you know, if one of your friends asked you to come help them move and they had packed a bunch of boxes, and in one of the boxes, they had this really precious, precious heirloom mm-hmm. that they've had in the family for hundreds of years. Right, right. But they didn't mark the box. They're not sure which box it's in. Right. And now you've got to help move those boxes and put them in the moving truck. How will you handle all the boxes? 
carefully. You will handle everyone as, Ev- if, as, as if, if the precious cargo is in there. As if the precious cargo is in there. In other words, uncertainty about when life begins actually doesn't lead you to a pro-choice position if the view is life is precious mm-hmm. and life is unique, mm-hmm. which pro-choice people and pro-life people would say, frankly, right? They right. say that, right? Right, yeah, absolutely. Right? So, so if you believe that life is precious and it's unique, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, then the uncertainty about when it begins actually would lead you to a pro-life position, not a pro-choice mm-hmm. position. Yeah. And, and, you know, to, to sort of come full circle here on CareCast, that was actually the thing we talked about in the very first episode of this podcast. Yeah. I'm actually looking at, it was uh, Bald Eagle Eggs and Moving Boxes <laughs> was the name of that yeah. of that first episode. And so if you want a more in-depth discussion about this whole uncertainty yeah. question and whether it should lead to a pro-life or a pro-life pro-choice position, check out the very first episode of CareCast yes. Uh, yes. for that. And so, yeah, no, I think that's a great point, Roland, and it's, a, I think, a great place to sort of wind up. And, you know, and we want to reiterate, of course, that we're, we have absolutely nothing against the, you know, the efforts to weaken and weaken and absolutely. or overturn Roe versus Wade. It's an unjust law and unjust laws should be undone. Undone. You know, and unjust, I should say, unjust Supreme Court decisions should be undone and reversed. Right. And and that's really what the Supreme Court is there to do. Right. To look at their prior decisions and, and think about whether or not that was the right decision. Right. Yes. Whether or not the precedent that we're following is actually appropriate and constitutional. Right. And so. We're glad that that's all happening. But again, we want to just make sure that we're asking ourselves this very appropriate question. Are we prepared to win? There's there's lots of resources that we have on our website that people can can look up and read about on our Abundant Life blog. For example, we have lots of lots of great articles, um, you know, just drawing historical analogies around prohibition and the abolition of slavery and all these other legal movements yeah. that did not have the appropriate sort of care response attached to them. Absolutely. And they ended up creating a lot of negative unintended consequences that the legal advocates didn't necessarily see coming. Yeah. But it's up to folks like us who are in the in in the business of compassionate ministry yes. to be kind of thinking thinking about these sorts of things. So. And, and really encouraging and challenging and equipping our culture to respond. Because yeah, 100%. you know, even though, you know, we've got an amazing network of pregnancy centers and I think, you know, uh, all told there's you know roughly 3,000 or so across the nation. The reality is that the pregnancy center movement cannot respond to the number of folks who would need compassion, hope, and help uh, with a overturning of Roe v. Wade. So the church, which uh, there's over 400,000 churches, right? So if just a percentage of those churches really got into the Making Life Disciples uh, approach to uh, someone facing a pregnancy decision, it would be transformational even before. As I tell people all the time, you don't practice your Hail Mary pre- play in the game, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You practice it before the game. Yeah. So when Roe v. Wade's overturned, we need to be absolutely mobilized so that no woman needs to say, oh my gosh, we've lost Roe v. Wade. There's no hope when the reality is that we are people of hope and have been doing this work for so many years. And we've got a network of compassionate folks who will come alongside you when you're facing a pregnancy decision. That's great, Ron. Well, thank you for that. All right. We hope you enjoyed this episode of CareCast. For more Pro Abundant Life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro-life passion into pro-abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.